Welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. I'll be giving you actionable value to help you with mindset, training, and nutrition to help you transform your life. Disclaimer, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Not because I want to be mean, but because I generally respect you. Also, I'm a meathead. So if you tune in and decide to give me the time out of your life that you know you'll never get back, the very least I can do for you is keep it a stack. Expect to be educated, motivated, and inspired. And get ready to laugh over some light-hearted banter. Now that that's out the way, let's chat with IFBB Pro Matt Butale. Get ready, meatheads. Time to dive in. Yo, what's good, Meatheads? Hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your returning champion, IFBB Pro, Matt Butale, coming at you with another topic. And today, I'll be giving you a simple hack that will put into perspective for you, the beginner, how easy it is to lose your first five pounds. Okay, again, this episode is directed towards beginners, people that are sort of new to the gym or are looking to lose their first five pounds but don't know how to start. My intention with this episode is to teach you how easy it actually is for you to lose your first five pounds and then make that your first 10 pounds, your first 15 pounds, your first 20 pounds, and then eventually your first 50 pounds that you lose in a successful weight loss journey. So although today's, you know, it's the Meathead on the Mic podcast, today's episode is geared towards burning more fat than actually being a meathead or talking about putting on uh, ridiculous gains for muscle. All right. So that's my intention today is to show you how to cut five pounds of fat, but how to keep it off, and then how to slowly snowball that effect into 5, 10, 15, 20 pounds or more, right? And then the most important thing here is to keep the weight off and to make it permanent and sustainable, okay? So let's get into this one. Let's cut the knife down the middle and get into the meat and potatoes of things, okay? So how to lose five pounds is very simple, okay? Today, I want to bring the basics to the forefront so that you can understand how simple it is for you to lose your first five pounds and eventually make it stay off while putting on some muscle, okay? And if you're an overweight man, you need to understand this. You need to understand this, okay? You burn more calories by just existing without doing any training or cardio. Like most of the cardio, most of the calories that you burn are not burned from cardio, are not burned from training, most of them. All right. Most of them are actually burned when we're doing just regular everyday shit, you know, getting to the car, walking around the hallway at work, uh, picking up your kids, all that shit. Every regular thing that you're doing, that burns more calories than, you know, when you're training or when you're, you know, going out. As, as confusing as that seems, to, you know, to do cardio, to train, when you sweat, you're like, well, I'm sweating. Like I should be, you know, I think I burn more calories than this. Like you don't. The most you burn is just your body having its own functions, like digesting like thinking even, right? Sweating. If you wake up sweaty, you burn a lot of calories in your sleep, right? Just all of the other functions, everything from your, your blood pumping around, all that, it costs energy and calories, a form of energy. And our body, or, you know, all of our bodies are electric. They're all using energy at all times, regardless of if we're training or doing cardio. Okay. So that's one thing I really want you to understand that what I just uh, described is called your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. <clears throat> Your basal metabolic rate is basically the amount of calories that you burn just by existing. And it varies for everybody. But the one thing I want you to understand, especially if you're beginning in your fitness journey, guys and girls, okay, is that your BMR is basically, it's not permanent. You can, it's, the leaner you are, 
the more calories you will be burning by just sitting around. Okay, so what does that mean? That means the less fat that you have on your body, the higher your BMR. And the higher your BMR, the more calories you burn when you sleep, when you walk, when you, you know, you're chilling or whatever it is that you're doing. And that, guys and girls, is what you want to be in. You want to be in a state where your BMR is as high as it could possibly be, which is the closest to an anabolic state, so that you don't have to put that much of an effort every single time to go to the gym to, you know, always fight your weight coming down. And how do we do that? How do we increase our BMR? How do we, you know, enable our bodies to burn more calories so that we don't have to actually go out and physically, you know, attempt to burn those calories doing a, a extra a training or doing extra cardio? How do we do that? How do we do that? Well, if that's a question you have, we've got the answer in this episode. So stick around and stay tuned. All right. So guys and girls, this is the problem. This is, let's look at how you even got to where you got to. All right. Before we talk about that, we want to talk about how you actually got to this position of, you know, being overweight in the first place. Yes, genetics can play a role, just like they can for everything, but they're never solely responsible for for everything. You know what I mean? Habits, uh, we'll say this, habits load the gun, genetics pull the trigger. We'll say that much. Or you can flip it the other way around. You get the analogy, right? Genetics aren't everything, although they can contribute to your body being in the certain position uh, that you might be in. All right, so... Let's break this down here. When we eat in excess, because this is how you got here, right? When you eat in excess, just means you eat more than you need to eat, right? Your body is going to store the extra calories as fat, all right? When you eat in excess, your body is going to uh, store those extra calories as fat. And that's honestly, that's a a problem that's easy to fix. Because in this episode, I'm literally going to give you one hack that you could throw in today. You can literally, after this episode... Apply this hack and notice in your in one month, although it's, it's quite a bit of time, one month, you will be able to lose five pounds with rather little effort or almost no effort. Like you could literally listen to what I'm about to say, lose five pounds this month without even going to the gym. Like you could just go do walks and do what I'm about to tell you with these calories and you'd still be able to lose your first five pounds within one month. And of course, I'm going to show you how to scale this up so that you can lose more more weight and keep it off as we go down. All right. So in order, guys and girls, let's break this down, pull out a pad and a pen or get ready to replay this. If you are a person that is struggling to lose your first five pounds and you want to lose your first five pounds. So in order to lose your first five pounds in one month or less, all you've got to do is drop your calories by 200. And it seems weird to say that. Okay. Because first things first, I know that you're not even tracking your calories to begin with. So let's get that out in the air. Let's let's get that out in the air. Like you got to get that habit at least down packed to a point where you know what goes in your mouth has a certain value. Like, for example, if you eat, say, 2,700 calories every day out of these certain foods that you always eat, then you'll know that, okay, if I eat all these certain foods at the certain measurements that I usually have them, then I'm about 200, uh, 2,700 calories per day. So then you can sort of get used to it after you do it a couple of times. But before you get used to it, you're going to have to know what the values are. And the values will always be given to you off of a food scale once you can measure the quantity of that food. And you also use something that I like to use with my clients and myself, which is an app called MyFitnessPal. I recommend that you download MyFitnessPal to track your food. It's it's a really good habit that everybody, I believe, on this planet should actually have. You know, the ability to, to track food or the willingness to track their food so that they can have that leverage and that control over what they eat and what they put in their mouth um, and ultimately how their body 
packs on fat or how their body transforms in a time period. Okay, so in order to lose your first five pounds, just drop 200 calories. And it's super simple, especially if you're like really overweight. It's super simple. 200 calories is not a lot, but it's enough to get your body to start doing more than what it was when you didn't have or when you did have those uh, 200 extra calories. So what does 200 calories look like? It depends on what your eating habits are like. If you eat mostly junk and you snack a lot, 200 calories is, is pretty much going to seem like nothing to you. Let me break it down. Let's say you like cookies. You like Oreo cookies, right? So one Oreo cookie is a roughly between 50 to 53 grams of, or 50 to 53 calories, okay? Four Oreos is 206 calories, guys and girls. Four Oreos. Four Oreos. And that's almost nothing. Like, that's four cookies. That's nothing. If, if it meant that you put four cookies down, okay, every single day, like you don't snack on those cookies anymore, like you remove 200 calories that in the form of cookies from your total uh, intake every single day, regardless of even being in a super, super deep deficit, if you're in a slight deficit or eating less than what you are currently eating, your weight will at least stop going up. And that's just with food itself, right? If you just drop 200 calories in one month, and you walk, you know, let's say once or twice a week for 15 minutes, 10 minutes, once or twice a week, you lose five pounds in a month. Okay, definitely. But that's not the only problem, right? Like, The other problem is, is the fact that you're not physically active. And that's sort of how we scale this thing. Okay, what do I mean by physically active? Guys and girls, we can talk about walks. You can you can walk, you know, if you don't have the... the the ability to go to the gym or the time to go to the gym or whatever, if whatever your reality is, if you can't go to the gym or you can't put as much effort down as possible, you could put in a bare minimum amount of effort and still make progress. The only difference here is that it takes more time. Okay, it takes a lot more time. You notice it said five pounds in one month or less. And the or less is just dependent on how willing you are to you know, add days of real hard work into your schedule. And it's not like that. It's got to kill you, right? But it's like, it has to be hard enough work. And what I mean by that is, you know, putting two to three, two to three days in a week where you go to the gym and you also do cardio. So like you will go to the gym, maybe you'll train for 30 minutes, uh, most 45 minutes tops, right? And what are you doing? You're going to do some machine work. You're going to do some free weight work, or you're going to do one or the other, or you're just going to go in there and do cardio depending on what you can do, what you can't do if you're injured. Or you could just hit some weights and then right after that, do a walk when you get home or do a walk in the morning, then hit some weights. But you're doing cardio and you're training at the same time, at least two to three times a week, which is not really, it's it's really not a lot. And I know going from zero to two to three is, is fucking a lot, but that's fine. You can go from zero to two or from zero to one and then from one to two right? Two to three for 99% of individuals is perfect for them to lose weight and to start snowballing from not only five pounds, but moving towards 10 pounds, then 15 pounds, and then 20 pounds, and then moving on all the way up until whatever goal that they, they aspire to reach. And also while putting on muscle by respecting the total amount of uh, protein that they need to consume per pound of body weight, which if you haven't heard already, out of the 113 episodes where I scream it at the top of my lungs, is approximately between 1 gram to 1 1.2, 1 1.5 grams, depending on your size, per pound of body weight, 
Okay, so get that much protein in. If you're 200 pounds, you get 200 grams. If you're 210 pounds, get 200 or aim for 210 grams of protein, right? That won't hurt you. That's going to keep the muscle on. If anything, add more muscle as you get leaner, as you, you know, train, as you do your cardio. And of course, as you, um, you know, calculate and watch your caloric requirements so that you don't end up overeating and, you know, backpedaling in any way, shape or form. Okay, so again, if you're not physically active, it means you're not burning the calories that would otherwise get stored as fat. All right. So remember when I talked about BMR? BMR is awesome. Your basal, meta, your basal metabolic rate is going to allow it to, it's going to take a lot of the burden off your back. We'll say that much when it comes to um, burning calories, right? But the remainder, which is still very important, which we can leverage more of with our physical activity is the gym and cardio and i think not even that i think i know for a fact that if you were able to commit two to three days out of your week and i'm saying you you could even hop in the gym and and use the machines for maybe 20 minutes 20 to 25 minutes and then do like the treadmill right after that and that would be freaking amazing if you could do that two to three times a week it would be freaking amazing because that literally if you were to eat the same you know drop those 200 calories those four cookies that i talked about and then you trained okay You'd be able to burn more calories with your basal metabolic rate plus the training plus, you know, subtracting 200 calories, which in one month would make that five pounds, 10 pounds of weight loss. What did you do? You just added two days or added an extra day of of training or extra calories being burned in conjunction with reducing the calories that you ate. Does that make sense? Again, if you train two to three days a week and you did cardio and you drop 200 calories from what you're eating right now, you'd be in a way better position by next month. At least five to 10 pounds would come off, right? And if you really want to accelerate it, I wouldn't even say eat less than that. I would just say, okay, well now, if you really want to be, you want to nail this, you want to you know, make the most gains and the most fat loss as possible, then I would you know, recommend calculating what a proper caloric deficit and what an extreme caloric deficit would be for my weight for my height for my age again those numbers vary okay your the amount of calories that you need to consume varies you know dependent on your age your height your your weight your physical activity level so on and so forth so if you really wanted to leverage the amount of weight that you got to you wanted to burn i would figure out how many calories i would need to you know, lose maybe one pound a week, and then how many calories I'd need to burn three pounds a week, and then stay somewhere in between that, you know, so I could lose about two pounds per week, one and a half to two pounds per week. And the reason why we want to lose one and a half to two pounds per week, as opposed to like super fast, like five pounds a week, or three pounds a week, or anything like that, is because if we do it a little bit slower, like there's, there's a point of diminishing returns, okay? If you burn less than a pound a week, it's awesome. You're, you're going to be able to preserve so much muscle. Okay. And that's typically ideal for somebody that's like really, really, really lean. If you're like super lean, you've already have, you already have abs and you want to like get ready for a show or something like that. Losing like 0.5 to 0.8 pounds a week is probably the best. Right. But if you're a little bit thicker, chubbier, you got a little bit more fat on you, right. You might want to lose one to 1.2 pounds per week. Okay. And if you're even bigger than that and you, you know, you're new to the gym, you know, I would recommend losing between one and a half to two pounds a week and not really going over two pounds a week. Why? Because there's a point of diminishing returns. What, what does that mean? The point of diminishing returns, guys and girls, is you can, once you start to lose weight fast enough, like over two, uh, two pounds a week, 
you start to lose a lot of muscle tissue. Okay. And although it might look fucking really enticing on the scale, like you step on the weight scale, you're like, holy shit, man, I'm really cutting up. I'm losing a whole bunch of weight. That's sick. Although it looks good and you might feel motivated. If prolonged for like months on months on months, it's going to make you feel drained. It's going to fuck up your hormone production. It's going to make you feel weak. You're going to look weak. Your eyes are going to sink into your fucking skull. You're going to feel like a dead man or a dead woman. Because when you lose muscle tissue and you lose muscle mass, remember when I talked about your, your BMR? That won't really change. So you'll be losing a lot of weight, okay? But your the amount of calories that you burn will still be low at a rested state. So you'd still have to work really hard in order to burn the remainder of the calories, right? Instead of letting the muscle do the work for you. Does that make sense? Because muscle, guys and girls, when you have muscle on your body, the more muscle you have, the higher your BMR because it keeps you closer to an anabolic state. Why? Because muscle is more calorically expensive than fat, which means to have muscle on your body requires more energy from your body, requires more calories from your body to keep it on your body. Does that make sense? So if you're losing weight really, really rapidly, and when I say weight, I mean you're losing muscle, fat, and water at the same time, which is typically over the rate of two pounds per week, you'll lose a lot more of, of, of what you need, which is the muscle, then you really fuck up your health, ultimately, because you won't be feeling better. You might look a little bit better, but not even so, because your muscles will be flat. You won't have any vascularity or veins. You will feel weak. You will look weak and frail. It's how you see those people that do those extreme crash diets at the end of those crash diets where they lose like 50 pounds in like a ridiculous amount of time, like a short amount of time. They look like they're dead because the longer you take your time to do it, the more muscle you have the ability to retain and if not gain in that process as you burn fat so that once you do get to your goal weight, so once you do get to your goal body, your body has enough muscle to not only sustain it in a way where you get to have energy, which is super fucking like important. Fuck how you look. It's about how you feel. Trust me, take it from a pro bodybuilder and also still have the benefits of having a higher BMR, which is going to make it less effort on your end to keep that weight off, not just to get it off, but to keep it off. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay. Again, your body makes use of these calories during your workouts but most of these calories get spent just by you being alive, your heart beating, your brain sending electrical signals, your nervous system operating, all that shit. That's where most of your calories are burned. Sleeping, digesting, that's where most of your calories are burned. Okay? But if you add an extra caloric expenditure to that total amount of calories you burn just by living, you lose weight. Better yet, you lose even more weight than five pounds in one, in, in one month. You could lose up to 10 pounds. Right. And you could lose honestly as much weight as possible, but I would recommend controlling it so that you don't lose more than two pounds per week, which is about eight pounds per month. If you're losing more than 10 pounds per month, it's kind of okay if you're super obese. If like because you'll notice, and I've I've seen this firsthand. If I've ever uh, worked with somebody that was super, super, super obese, like like at least over 300 pounds or in the high 250s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even. The first week of them eating clean, whole foods, getting rid of their inflammation and clearing out their bowels, you could, it's crazy. I've seen people lose like 11 pounds, 12 pounds in like one week, but I'm really, you know, taking into account, is that really 11, 12 pounds of fat? No, it's literally all the shit that's making their bowels inflamed. And mostly, and I'll be honest with you, it, it sounds a little disgusting, but it's mostly backed up stool, backed up shit, backed up crap. That's been sitting in their guts. And yes, this happens to people that, you know, aren't really aware of their 
bowels they don't really eat in a way where their body respects or their digestive system respects the food that they put in their mouth and they don't have the ability to fully absorb or digest pretty much any food because of their habits and their abilities and the way they fuck their intestines right so you all notice whenever i get them on a diet plan that clears out their their bowels they could lose up to like 10 pounds plus in a week but then again we're talking about the outside of average we're talking about the close to morbidly if not morbidly obese that you know suffers with bloating constantly throughout the day like i mean suffers with bloating right so that's the only case where it's sort of normal to see that much weight decrease in such a short period of time or at least where it would be healthier to see that than to compare to like 90 percent of the other people that just want to burn fat if you lost 10 pounds in one week that's fucking dangerous if especially if you're not morbidly obese like you're just fat or you have no muscle or skinny fat or whatever it is losing such a high amount of weight in such a short period of time is just not ideal and i've done it myself too as a as an amateur competitor back in 2020 i because you know covid right covid was uh was there and covid held back a lot of people from competing and stuff like that right you know a lot of shit was closed so in that point in time i remember there was a show i was getting ready for at the time i was working with um a coach, a uh, really res- uh, respectful coach, educated coach, Brett Godin. Shout out to Brett Godin if he ever listens to this. Um, the head coach of Phoenix Fitness. So I was working with him, and you know, last minute the show decided the show popped up, and they decided they were gonna go with the show throughout COVID. And I was notified three weeks before the show, and I was thirty pounds up. So I had to lose thirty pounds in about three weeks, and with Brett Godin's help, I was able to do that. Right? Was it ideal? No. Was it something that I'll do again? Fuck no. Why did I do it? Because I wanted to compete so I can qualify for Classic Physique the following year's Nationals, which I ended up doing, and we already know how that turned out. I turned pro, so that's awesome. The plan ended up working out, but it was a price that I think was ultimately not worth paying because I lost a little bit of muscle, and my stress levels were fucked up. I did feel really weak, and I didn't look as good at that weight compared to other times that I've I've weighed that much, and I, I took a longer period of time to diet. So to lose 30 pounds in three weeks under a month, okay, versus to lose the same 30 pounds over five months, four months, which is normally what I do, of course, the look of four or five months and dieting slower is always the better look because I'm retaining and if not gaining muscle in that process. And if we can understand that about bodybuilding, it's, it's, I'm a human being, right? So it's, it translates the same way into your fitness journey, right? And you may be thinking, oh, maybe it doesn't because, well, I'm natural, I don't take any steroids, right? I have a really, like, I would say that I've got a work ethic that most people don't have, but still, if you change the level of of difficulty, it doesn't matter. You're going to be getting results anyway, more or less, depending on the difficulty that you're putting yourself through, depending on what it is that you want, like your goal. Like, again, my goal was to be a professional bodybuilder and your goal may be just to burn some fat, right? So you're going to, you can tune it down or turn it up based off of where you want to go with your body, right? So that's one thing I want to let you know. Well, I need you to understand that, especially if you're a beginner, okay? Like your body will spend those calories on the workout. So you've got to add at least two to three workouts a week and you lose weight. And if you're overweight, don't think that, you know, don't think of like, don't think of just eating your way out of it. Like you ate yourself into that position, I understand, but don't think that only food itself is going to fix your problem. Like, oh, if, if I just crash diet or if i just eat way fucking less i can lose weight without going to the gym don't think like that you could do that you could but you will also when you lose weight 
like your mass in general, your entire body weight, you lose water, muscle, and fat. No matter what, when you diet, you lose those. But the amount of muscle that you keep is the most important. And you lose your ability to keep that muscle if you only focus on eating fucking barely anything by crash dieting and not training. But by training and putting your, your body, giving your body a stimulus and allowing your muscles to be worked and burn calories and also feed them the adequate amount of protein, that's what's going to not only get you the weight to come off, but to keep that weight to, uh, off, right? With the higher BMR, as we talked about earlier on in this episode. And on top of that, consuming protein foods, uh, protein-rich foods make you feel more full. So even when you are in a, say, if you ever want to compete in a deep calorie deficit because you want to get godly shredded, then eating proteins most of the time, or which is probably what you're going to do anyway, is going to make you feel full. And anybody that's competed can sort of attest to this. Your protein meals are the meals you look forward to because they actually make you feel full regardless of the lack of calories that you'll be getting from them, right? And that's a little bit of an extreme, but it is true. It is true, okay? So don't think of it as eating yourself into a deficit. Think of it as exercising yourself into a deficit, all right? So you can control how much you eat. As I said, for beginners, for starters, drop your first fucking four Oreos, your first 200 calories, okay? Like if you notice that you snack, stop whatever snacking that you're, you're, you're even eating, okay? And this is before you even measure or you get into the habit of calculating with a food, uh, with the calorie calculator. Just literally stop eating the snacks that you're eating throughout your work, okay? And go on one or two walks every single week, okay? One or two walks, five, 10 minutes, not even five minutes. We'll say 10 minutes. You, you have the time for 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. And then drop all the snacks. That's five pounds in one month. It's that easy. But if you want to lose 10 and you want to be consistently losing 10 pounds a month, that's a different ball game. And that's going to require not a lot more difficulty, but just a lot more effort, intention, and consistency. It's not difficult. It just requires more of your brain power, right? You're going to need to learn how to say no. You're going to need to learn how to leverage your ability to select foods that make you feel full, but also make you burn fat while also keeping enough protein in the diet so that you can build muscle, increase that BMR so that you don't have to spend so much fucking energy. Okay. You don't have to spend so much energy in the gym. All right. So cut your calories by 200, cut your calories by 200, do some cardio, train three to five times a week if you're insane, but two to three will get you there. Believe me. And you lose about five pounds in three weeks. It's as simple as that. And once you do that, you'll realize you don't actually have to cut your calories so aggressively to see a lot of progress. Instead, you know, only cut 200 calorie intervals and then from there, 50 calorie intervals from what you're currently eating to keep you overweight. Again, you need to start to use the app that I recommended for you and that I use for myself and my best clients, which is my fitness pal. And it's going to help you Keep tab on how much you're actually eating every single day so that you can control the total amount of calories, okay? And every 5 to 10 pounds you'll lose, you'll have, it'll be in a way where it's like sustainable, but more importantly, well-paced and healthy because you don't want to just crash diet, lose a bunch of muscle. You want to be able to burn fat and build muscle in the process, okay, so that, you know, it compounds and that you don't have to try as hard to burn the fat, which is like why if you look. For example, at like if you know if you've known anybody in your life, you know that may have been skinny or skinny fat <clears throat> growing up, 
and they put on a shit ton of muscle, now they're jacked. I bet if you went up to them and you asked them, hey, you know, how much junk food do you eat now? They'll probably tell you. Like, I, I probably go out every two, three days or every weekend, Friday and Saturday. I can have pizza. I can have burgers. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, you, you, you're so jacked. Like, I swear before you were eating like this and it made you fat. What's the difference now? Well, the difference now is because there's so much more muscle, more lean tissue on this person's body, that they're, like, they're able to metabolize the foods better. They burn more calories in a rested state, which means those foods have less of an effect on them. And they're able to get away with them more than you are because your basal metabolic rate is lower because you're less active. You have less muscle tissue on your body and you're not even in a calorie deficit and have never really put yourself in one so that you can truly maximize your benefits from literally whatever it is that you're putting in your mouth. From protein, fats to carbs and overall calories, you're not really going to be able to enjoy the freedom of, you know, getting to eat whatever you want and in a controlled way and still have a desired outcome unless you you apply some brain power, some discipline to scale up from just losing five pounds in three weeks or a month. Okay, but this is for the beginner. This is the basics. I really need you to understand. Work on your first five pounds for that month, three weeks to a month, just by dropping off all the snacks and going on one to two walks a day if you do absolutely fucking nothing. And then once that's there, once that's implemented and you see the first five pounds come off, then you know you're ready to actually jump into the next step to make that a consistent 10 pounds a month where you're able to retain, if not gain muscle throughout your fat loss journey in a sustainable way where you'll feel full, where you still get to select and season foods that you like to eat so that you can do this for the rest of your life and not just for a season because, you know, winter's coming, uh, winter's gone or, you know, you want to go to fly out to vacation. It's not just for that. Right. This is for your health, for your performance, for your sex life, for your hormones, your relationships, everything. So treat it like that. Okay. That's it. That's all. If you like this episode, share it out with a friend. I hope I was able to deliver a valuable experience to you guys and girls today. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. All right. Don't forget to screenshot and share this podcast out to anybody to show support. Let's embrace your inner meathead together. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. I got BB Pro Matt Butale. Signing out. Boom. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason. Take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewer's discretion is advised, but I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the meathead community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner meathead. All right, it's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.